Bro. What's up? What are we talking about this week? We're talking about microtransactions. Uh, I hate those, but okay. All Let's right. roll it. All right. We can't. Why? We didn't purchase the, the opening pack. God damn it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Broscope. Yo, yo, yo. Now, we finally got a chance to relax and finally recover from crazy Comic-Con weekend. Oh, my God. So, we come back, back, you know, into our normal selves. Mm-hmm. So, we got a couple things. Well, the main thing we want to talk about is, as you heard, it's microtransactions. In video games. In video games. But first, before we get to that, did you see the unexpected but very welcome Zombieland 2 trailer? Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't drop during Comic-Con either. Yeah, I think it's probably because they didn't want to get it overshadowed by all the craziness of the Comic-Con announcements. Maybe, that's right. And so, and also, you know, well, they wanted to actually surprise everyone with it. Because no, I know they mentioned it way back when. They're like, oh, we're planning a sequel, but that's it. But now we actually got a freaking trailer. Yeah, because we got that, uh, they were part of that 10-year challenge, remember? They were. Remember they posted a photo, all of them together? Yeah, that's right. And it's... Yeah, it's been 10 years since the first one. Mm-hmm. But it looks good, though. It looks really good. It looks fun. Somehow, I know you told me that you hope they bring back Bill Murray somehow, yes, even though be, he died. Oh, that would be so funny. I heard he actually is coming back. So, really? Yeah. They're going to have a dumb reason for him coming back, but it's going to be funny. I think it's like, maybe they're, because from the trailer, He's they're, actually they're at the White House, right? Yeah. I think maybe they'll bring him back and they'll see him as a zombie. <laughs> like, oh, Bill Murray, no. Right, he's out here. It'd be funny if they have like a freaking uh, like emotional moment as they're mm-hmm. shooting him. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be funny? If like they shoot him and they kill him and as they're walking away he ke- keeps getting back up. Oh, yeah. they keep shooting him. <laughs> he's like, but... <laughs> Something um, like that would be hilarious. Speaking of Bill Murray, do you know if he's going to be in the next Ghostbusters movie? I know everybody else is coming back. I know Dan Aykroyd is. Um, Sejourney Reaver is coming back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That'd be interesting. I hope. You know who will be the biggest surprise for me if he does come back? Rick Moranis. I think he is. That'd be freaking awesome because he's been retired, a retired uh, actor for the longest time. For a long time. And uh, for those who don't know or can't place the face to Rick Moranis off the top of your head, he's the guy who plays the dad in all those Honey, We Shrunk the Kids movies. Yeah. And I remember this is way, way back when uh, Rick Moranis actually retired to become a full-time dad because his wife passed away. And uh, he just d- decided to retire to become a full-time dad to take care of their kids. But, I don't know, there hasn't been many announcements about the new Ghostbusters. But, that'd be pretty sweet, you know, seeing him back in the spotlight. Even if it just says for the I'm pretty sure he can, because I guess be his cool. kids are older now. As a ca- even as a cameo, that'd be pretty cool. But, uh, if he came back, maybe. Or, like, they name drop him, and then, like, they're like, oh, no, he, he's gone or whatever. Then he shows up at, at the end while they're fighting the big baddie or something. Yeah, Paul Rudd just got announced in it. Really? Yeah, Paul Rudd. I remember he showed a video of him outside the firehouse. Oh. And he was just saying that he's in it. It's coming in 2020, hmm. so next year. What other people have they even uh, confirmed to be in it? Um, let me see. I know they just recently mentioned about who's playing the kid. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember at the moment, but no, I'm actually, I, I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of the Ghostbusters because I'm not, I'll be lying if I said that, but I do enjoy these movies, so, because I really didn't like that all-female, you know, cast they did, one, yeah. not, not because it was all-female, it's just the movie just was boring and crappy in general, you know, it's nothing about against the whole, you know, woman power thing that they were trying they to do, portrayed? but, yeah, just the story itself was kind of lame, dumb, and it was just really, really unentertaining it was just bit but <laughs> bit <clears throat> it, with the original cast coming back to this one I mean looking interesting I wonder if there'll actually it'll actually be an, a sequel or like a new like standalone you know thing huh. so we'll see looking online on this website called Digital Trends they said that Bill Murray is in it uh-huh. so Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd Sejourney Weaver and Annie Potts oh Annie Potts the original lady who would answer the phone Oh, she's coming back. Yeah, she's coming back. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait. We'll yeah, see July what... 2020. Mm, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so, with how we talked about in our Comic-Con podcast, how one of the biggest news that came out of the Marvel panel was Mahershala Ali as Blade. 
Uh, Wesley Snipes has actually responded to it. Because, Hell no, boycott us. <laughs> um, because Wesley Snipes was actually, for the longest time, ever since he came out of prison, obviously, you know, his fame and his and his fan base, everything that he had kind of went down. Um, he did a, he had a small role in that, uh, the Expendables 3, you know. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> you even mentioned a taxi agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool that he's, you know, playing fun of the actual yeah, crime that he went to prison for, but, um... He gets it. No, but his fame hasn't been the same ever since. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that he really wanted to come back to was, was tomorrow to be Blade again, even though he's, yeah, he's an older actor and, yeah, he's old as fuck. But and people thought it was gonna be like Blade passing on the torch to his daughter, like Hawkeye. Originally, that's where, that that's what was the original talks because Blade and his managers and some of the actual, you know, people involved in the previous Blades mm-hmm. movie, they were all working together with Snipes to try and get this going with Marvel. And at first, they were gonna, Pat Marvel was gonna pass it on to Sony, and have Sony do something with it, you know, since they're doing something their own thing with, with Venom, and now, pretty soon, um, Morbius. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I think the Silver Sable movie still happening, and the Black Cat. Uh, Are they still doing I, that? I believe so. And so, at least they're overseeing their inclusion. And since Sony has confirmed that their Venom with Tom Hardy will eventually cross over with Tom Holland. Yeah. So they're working together, hand in hand with the MCU, so they can, their stories can kind of match. So originally... Um, you know the MCU Marvel Studios were like no we don't have anything planned for this character so we'll just pass it on to Sony see if they want to do something with it and originally they thought maybe do a TV show like a little mini series of you know that way the character can still be relevant Wesley Snipes can come back to the role and then him passing on the role to Hmm. uh, you know the successor but then the plans for that got scrapped and they're like eh no we're not going to do it anymore so now but now Wesley Snipes, you know, after the announcement of Mahershala taking up the the mantle of this character, they're like, "Ooh, we can make they're money." They're like, "Ooh, no!" Like Wesley Snipes, what is he gonna say? Blah blah. Like the fans, mainly mm-hmm. the fans, you know, trying yeah. to be like, "Oh, dude, they, they screwed you over. That should have been you." Blah 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 blah. Imagine though, if that would have been it. Like, he walks out and it's Wesley Snipes. Oh man, I think everybody would lost their shit. But you know, Wesley Snipes actually he 100% supports the character. Yeah. He, you know, he he's more than happy for Mahershala about this, and um, this Mahershala is honestly a really good choice. And uh, I actually have the little clip, or not clip, but word for word what Wesley Snipes actually said when they finally asked him about it. How does it feel? This is exactly what he says. I'm actually quoting word for word what he said. He says, "Honor and respect to the Grandmaster Stan." Congratulations mm-hmm. and salam to Mahershala Ali, a beautiful and talented artist who, whose expressions I look forward to experiencing for many years to come. Inshallah, we will someday work together. Most importantly to my loyal fans, the incredible outpouring of outpouring of love is overwhelming. I am grateful for the never-ending support. So, not fret, not worry, it's not the end of the story. Welcome to the Daywalker click. That's what exactly what his snap said. And Mahershala kind of responded to that. He posted it all over his social media. He posted a picture of Snipes in the Blade costume. And with the caption, he just put a crown. Uh-huh. You know, so just showing his respect. You know, Mahershala understands, you know, Snipes was the one who brought this character yeah. to life. And so he's not going to try and overshadow that. Because there's still a huge fan base mm-hmm. to Snipes as Blade. And I'm one of them. Yeah. Can, especially Blade 2. Oh, fucking awesome movie. <laughs> Blade 3? I don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But Blade but, uh, 2 was actually really good. Guillermo del Toro made that one, right? Huh? You didn't get Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, that was Guillermo del Toro. And a fun fact, I did not know till actually just a couple months recently, there was a deleted scene to Blade 1. Do you remember the first Blade movie? Um, I remember the villain. Well, do you remember at the end after the whole big battle or whatever, Blade yeah. comes out from that underground place that we're at with the chick that was helping him? Yeah. Yeah. And so then that's where the movie pretty much ends. Uh, well, the, there was a deleted scene that they had originally filmed what they were thinking as far as the story goes for the Blade movies back then was after Blade and the chick come out of that underground lair. Blade looks in the distance and he sees just like a, like a silhouette of somebody standing on top of a building with a black coat and just staring at Blade. And that's where the movie was going to cut to the end. Uh, it turns... They, Revealed that that figure was supposed to be Morbius, 
and they had actually mm. filmed that scene. You can actually look at look for it on YouTube. Just put Blade nineteen ninety eight deleted scene, and it'll show that it's Blade coming out and looks into the scene. You just see like the silhouette with a black jacket and like blowing in the wind and stuff. But that was supposed to be Morbius because Morbius was supposed to be the villain for the second one. But then they scrapped that once they brought in Guillermo del Toro and he brought he did his own thing. So which was awesome. I don't mind what he did because what they did was amazing. <clears throat> Hopefully Morbius like crosses over. Uh, they have to. If they're gonna cross over Venom, what if like with the Morbius movie coming out, they film something real quick with Mahershala? Hey, the cutscene. Now he's he's no, because that movie is what still they, in production. What if they remake the deleted like that deleted scene like at the end of Morbius? He's the one standing his there. His blade. Yeah. Ooh. At the first time they reveal him in costume. Well, you know what? It would be cool since you know they changed castings and stuff like they don't really care. Like for example, what they did with Doctor Strange for the Ancient One, they casted um, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. You know, in original comics, obviously the Ancient One is an old guy, old man. But they put a female, which yeah. is cool. I'm fine because Tilda Swinton, I love her. She did an amazing job. And yeah, she's a great actress. That opening scene in Doctor Strange when she beat the crap out of all those other dudes. Oh, I fucking love that scene. But, yeah, so, like, Just that they talk do. with the Hulk in Endgame. Yeah, that scene was pretty cool, too. I'm, I was so happy that they brought her back. It was just that scene. That was, <laughs> it's amazing. But, um, so, yeah, so, like, doesn't really have to fit, be comic book accurate, like, these casting roles. So, I would... As a way to, I guess, in a way to appease the fans and to honor, I guess, Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. it'd be cool if they would cast Wesley Snipes as Whistler. I would, I would, I would totally see that. Well, that He's would be like the old, one. withered, wise person behind the scenes making blades weapons. Huh. That what do you think of that? Cool. Whistler. Mm-hmm. So, that would be kind of cool. That would be, that. You know, like, they don't even announce, they just say that Whistler's going to be in there. But they don't even show who he is, and then mm, like bam. once the movie starts, like, like you see Mahershala, like oh Whistler, and then you see Whistler snaps coming around the corner. Yeah, that'd be dope. That would be cool. But no, I'm can't wait to see what they do. You know, um, obviously Blade is gonna be part of I f- believe Phase Five, Blade, Guardians of the Galaxy two, three, Black Panther two, and Captain Marvel two. Yeah, I realized it during um, Kevin Smith's uh, Hall H panel that the next phase is on Disney Plus. Yeah, well, yeah. I really don't think, I don't consider what they announced at Comic Con the next phase. I just think it's the beginning of the next phase. Because. Isn't that the, the second part of the next phase? Yeah, I would say, quote unquote, phase five will be the second part to this. Because they have to pretty much start from scraps again. You know, the Infinity Saga ended, so they gotta start from, you know, square one again. Mm-hmm. So, I believe, you know. They gotta start setting up a new storyline, a new, I guess you could say, kind of a new universe, but not, yeah, not exactly well, a new universe. They have, the the cho- they have to show us what the universe looks like now. Yeah, and so after the events of Endgame, they have to continue, you know, going, new, and then new characters, and they have to do new, you know, all these new characters they're gonna bring in. They have to do origins, and you know, because people you don't want to throw in stuff in there that, you know, people you expect people to know them, you know. Wink, wink, Justice League. Right. But, uh, oh my God. So yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see. You know, the next two years are gonna be freaking awesome. Because as far as Marvel coming, a lot of stuff. And so I'm, I'm excited for Disney Plus. It's coming out at the end of this year, right? November. Disney that, Plus coming out. November. And it's gonna start with the Mandalorian, right? The everything's gonna be on there, which is what freaking blows my mind. Like everything that they announced at a comic. Well, not everything, but uh, as soon as the Disney Plus launches. The What If is going to be on there, and the Winter Soldier and Falcon thing. It's going to be already on there. They're not going to drop all the episodes, they're just one at a time. Uh, that I don't know. They I want to say it's going to be one at a time. Do like how DC did it? Yeah. Like once a week? Gives them time to, you know, work mm-hmm. on them? Yeah. Because they're already filming them. We're, what, at the end of July? And they want August, people uh, concurrently November, watching. Four months. They don't want them to, like, watch it and boom, nobody uses it anymore. True, but you know, with all the because the thing is, Disney Plus is not just Marvel, it's literally everything Disney. Every single Disney movie that you can think of, as far as the original animated, it's all gonna be on there. The the Lady and the Tramp, the live action Lady and the Tramp, is gonna be on there already. Oh, and, yeah, that releases at the end of the year, yes. And then all the other Disney live action remakes that have already been done are gonna be on there. The, um, I, I believe Aladdin, the live action, that's where it's gonna be released. 
the oh, digital. Oh yeah, because uh, like all the live action, they're gonna be on DVD in there too, huh? Yeah, all the every pretty much all, every single thing that they have in the Disney Vault is gonna be on here. All everything Pixar is gonna be on there. So Star Wars, you, be Marvel, all, Star Wars and Marvel. Oh, Endgame's gonna be released on there too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and Endgame is gonna be released digitally in like what two, two, three days. So that's on Tuesday, very true. On Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, yeah. So I can't wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, I just can't wait. Test out my new surround sound at home with Endgame again. Oh, Hell yeah. God, put it on the projector. Yeah. But, no. Are you looking forward to Disney Plus? I actually am. All the stuff they announced, I'm like, wow. I'm excited for like the Loki TV show, the Cat Falcon and Winter Soldier show. It's going to be great. I'm just, I'm surprised they haven't shown a trailer for The Mandalorian yet. I saw I'm, one of those behind the scenes trailers. That doesn't count. No, not man. behind the scenes. Well, I saw like the leaked one when they showed. Yeah, up. through somebody's phone. I saw it though. But I bet it looks good though, it right? It does look. Good. Can't wait. It's good. Oh, it's Pe- Pedro awesome. Pascal in it as the main character, as the main Mandalorian. I always knew without his helmet. He always wears a helmet in the footage I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be cool. And they are already working on season two. Yeah, he said he started writing it already. Oh, and then you got John Favreau as the as the director mm-hmm. and writer and producer. Shit, you can't mil- go wrong with that. Fifteen million each ep. And then Disney got the money for that. So. Oh yeah, they got all their money. So, so uh, what else do you have in the news that you want to talk about? Let me see. Well, update to your silver and black. Um, they're not going to be a combined movie. I, on Collider, I'm reading that Silver and Black got canceled, and they're going to have a Black Cat and Silver Sable standalone films. Oh, so okay. It's going to do Black Cat first, and then Silver Sable. Okay. Hmm. What do you think about that? I'm actually interested. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I don't think we need the Silver Sable. They can do without that one. Black Cat for sure, because she takes, you know, she has a very important role as far as being involved with Peter Parker and slash Spider Man. So, huh? Okay. Um, you told me about this, and I want to bring it up because I know a lot. Of, we were just talking about Disney Plus. That Disney Plus will be free if you have Hulu. Correct. Yes. Um. No, it's gonna be an add-on. You have to purchase an add-on. Oh. So, but. Well, Disney Plus is ch- it's already just gonna be cheap as it is. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you know, I believe a Netflix. I think the cheapest one that you, a subscription because Netflix has different tiers. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, the tiers are only based on how many streaming devices you want running at the same time. Yeah, like different screens. You and can use so it. I believe the cheapest Netflix has is thirteen bucks. Or it's eleven, twelve dollars now. And so and uh, it's like for two screens. Yeah, I think I have the second one to that. I have the first one. But, uh, oh, yeah, I think I get it free through T-Mobile. For Disney Plus, they announced that it's going to be cheaper than Netflix. Really? So I think it's like 10 bucks for the entire subscription. I thought subscription. it was like 8 bucks or 9 bucks. It's 10. Well, I'm off by a dollar or two. But yeah. That's still, you get everything that we just that we have talked about already, not just in this podcast, but other podcasts about it. Um, You're going to get all of that for only 8, eight or 10 bucks? Yeah. Jeez. But it's like where people who like, oh, I have Netflix, I have Hulu. Like, I don't want to have, like, no, I don't want to jump around. If I have Hulu, I can just focus on that. I can have Disney Plus right there. Hmm. So that it's just out. for people who just don't want that many subscriptions all over the place. True. I can see that. Well, speaking of Netflix, uh, do you watch Big Mouth? I love Big Mouth. Yeah, it got renewed for three more seasons. Nice. Yeah, so it's like, bam. Big Mouth is, it's so, so freaking funny. It's like. From Nick Kroll? Yeah, man, he just fucking nailed the this this series. It's an animated cartoon. Com- it's a comedic, you know, animated but series. Kids. Like no, not for kids. Not for kids, but not about for kids. kids. But it's it about has kids. to do yeah about kids and dealing with puberty. You know, all these, you know all these kids watch it though. Of course, yeah, but it's not meant for them. But they still do. But Big Mouth is just so fucking funny. And they literally have some relatable stuff that I can relate to when I was a kid. You oh, know? shit. And it is just super freaking funny. Really wrong. And actually, uh, Nick Kroll and uh, his best friend, who they both co-write the series, mm-hmm. the show is based on events and things that happened in their own lives when they were kids. So they're based, oh, so they're based on, it on themselves? Yeah, based on themselves. I never I, Obviously, really. some exaggerations and some things, but that's all <laughs> just for entertainment value. But still, some of the situations that that are portrayed in this show are, you know, based on their actual real life <laughs> events that happened to them. That is too funny. Oh, 
Oh, speaking of news, um, two movies crossed the one billion dollar mark. Spider Man. Spider Man from whom I know that. And Aladdin. Really? Yeah, Aladdin did it. Oh wow. Hmm. Okay. Which is cool for I think it's the. The, first, the, most. the first ever Spider-Man movie to make this amount of money. Yeah. Hmm. Think okay. for But and that movie was great. It oh, was I can't, wait. I can't wait to see it again. You know, actually, it's gonna once it comes out on Blu-ray. Spoiler then. if you haven't seen it. But do you really think Mysterio died? No, actually, I don't he think didn't so. die. Cause I can confirm he didn't die. Because there's so many more drones that can like project. No, no, no. The, you see him at the end. You just gotta pay attention. Really? At the end when they all go back home. And Peter Parker's walking towards Aunt May. You see him in the background. Really? Yeah, he like looks at Peter and then turns away real quick. Yeah. You gotta watch it again. Yeah, I didn't know that. But uh-huh. they confirm it. And I was like, what? Let me see that. And yeah. Oh, okay, I definitely gotta watch that. And then, uh, but nah, you know, fuck no, he's not dead. I, I think they're, they're not gonna confirm it until they get closer to it. But I think they are gonna lead up to the Sinister Six. They have to. Oh, speaking of Sinister Six... You know, we've talked. We previously mentioned this character in the past, but I think the next Spider-Man villain will be Kraven the Hunter. I heard, and uh, I think he will, because the, the director of both Homecoming and Far From Home, he says he would really love to bring him as the next villain. And there's been so much news ever since he said that about Kraven that has been coming out. So I think that this is why Marvel slash Disney Studios—they're very smart when it comes to their marketing. They plug shit in like that, like they just randomly say something, and people do their research and they start doing <laughs> their fan theories and start, you know, uh, predicting what might happen and whether it comes true or not. You know, it creates a buzz, and then that way Marvel will, will capitalize on them. Like, oh yeah, that is true. Oh yeah, that's this is what's gonna happen. So I think you know, ever since the director—I don't remember his name—but ever since he he did that little mention of Craven in an interview about him he wants to explore this character there has been so much buzz about it and there's already an actor who would love to portray Craven and that is let's see if I don't butcher his name Joe Manganello. he's the one that did in, in Justice League he did the cameo as Destro oh yeah yeah he said he would love to portray Craven the Hunter and oh so I can see that I can I see that totally too. see that and it'll be cool to see him come back to the Spider-Man universe because he plays Flash Thompson in the first <laughs> in the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man with yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Also, I heard rumor about Kraven <coughs> that they want to make him uh, come from Wakanda. That'd be cool. Give him that origin story. Mm-hmm. That, that he's, he's from a, a tribe that's uh, hidden. Yeah. Or like, uh, no, not hidden, but... Um, vanished or something. Vanished, yeah. And he's like the last survivor or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool, a way to tie that, that together cool. with Wakanda and, you know, the other Marvel character, which is Black Panther. Huh. And then, hey, and that way they can maybe, you know, since they had Tony Stark slash Iron Man in the first, in a homecoming, if they bring Kirby in, you know, like they could have like a little cameo of Black Panther. Like, Peter Parker knows about that he's from Wakanda and he goes to Black Panther. Or you see him on a hologram and just talk to him about it. Yeah, like, oh, you know, I heard you know about, since you know about Wakanda, do you know about this guy? Or yeah. his, and he can just tell him the whole. Do go the whole exposition. Oh yeah, he's from a so-and-so tribe. Blah blah. This is that. Yeah. See. Yeah. That would be cool. If, if if Marvel ends up doing that, then boom, take my paycheck. To a podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm calling right now. <laughs> Dude, that would be insane. That'd be cool. That'd be. Well, I called awesome. Mahershala Ali. I told you. We're gonna go back and. We called Mahershala Ali. We I mentioned it together. I mentioned it. Hey, I want some credit too. Okay. Roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, since we mentioned you know the live action things, I want to bring in, I want to talk about a little bit about the Lion King live action. You saw it, right? Oh yes. So overall, what are your thoughts on it? I thought it was just like it just reminded me like how I thought about Aladdin. It's entertaining. Okay. It was like it wasn't like super great. I knew I wasn't like. Expecting the Lion King for the animated one yeah, at all? Yeah, of course. You know, but so that's how it's been with all the other live actions. It's not gonna be the same. Yeah, but for what I got, it was entertaining. It kept a good pace and wasn't really ruining me. I kind of didn't expect it. It kind of shocked me that they actually they filmed this movie shot for shot. Yeah. Like you can literally watch it, you know, right next to the animated, and it's literally shot for shot. Mm-hmm. I'll cut obviously some extra scenes here and there or some extended. Uh, like alternate versions, alternate versions of, you know, 
what they show in the animated, but it's literally shot for shot. We're watching a bug roll some shit up a hill. Yeah, literally. I kind of, I think it's kind of smart that they did. What they did is obviously they wanted. There's a too many fantastical elements to the original one. So they wanted to face it. They out. wanted to bring it to more to reality. So like instead of like a piece of hair floating in the air from wherever <laughs> Simba was. All the way to Rafiki's tree. Yeah. You know, how did it get there? And that's kind of cool. I did that. You ended up bringing food oh. that turned into Dookie that got rolled by a beetle. So you saw and the picked up by an ant. Oh yeah. my god, I need to watch movies with you. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's kind of what. Well, one thing I had is like, he smelled it. Wouldn't he be smelling Dookie instead of Simba scent? <laughs> that's well. just my, my thought when I saw him just sniffing it. I was like, there's no way he can still smell Simba there. <laughs> That's true. That's Dookie all up and down. Giraffe Dookie. Giraffe Dookie. But, um, so, I'm going to tell you this because he's my my all-time favorite Disney villain, which is Scar. Uh, I hate, so I yeah. hate how they butchered the Be Prepared song. So you yeah. Know, that, besides the fact that he's my favorite villain, that is my actual favorite villain song in the entire Disney movies. And just the way they did it, oh my god, I I almost cried. I cried internally, but I almost cried externally, because <laughs> it was just so bad. It was just, I understand, no, because the reason they said it is because, if you remember in the original song, there's a part where the hyenas sing, and they yeah. marching or whatever. They just they, wanted to escape the Nazi symbolism. Yeah, they said that it had, if they brought it to real life, especially with today's... Um, Climate. Society huh? kind of yeah exactly, I know they, they are, oh they'll get all those like negative judgments and boycotts and, boycotts and, and oh it looked like a Nazi thing blah 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 but I understand that should they have cared no, come on it's freaking the Lion King they should have kept saying they what they could have done or they should have done is they kept the song originally just but, changed the way they por- yeah, it's portrayed instead they don't of have, seeing them marching yeah they could be like running around running around or jumping up and down something yeah they didn't have to have them march or like how they line up on the walls yeah <laughs> and so and is and then Scar himself I'm not no no negative things to say about the actor which is Chiwetel Ejiofor he played you know he's the one who voiced Scar in this movie but come on they brought um, what's his name again James Roy Jones from Mufasa. They should yeah. have brought freaking Jeremy Irons back for Scar. That's very like, true. Come on. I was watching an interview with uh, Nathan Lane, the original voice of Timon. Uh, I think it was on um, Stephen Colbert or Conan. And the, uh, he was um, he sent a message out to um, Billy it was Eichner. Actually, I saw that. It's, uh, I, think, I believe it was with Jimmy Fallon, actually. Jimmy Fallon? On one of those late night shows, though. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, but he was just telling them, he was like, I guess everybody was replaceable but James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nathan Lane, his voice was iconic. I kind of missed him as Timon, but who they got to replace him, which was... Uh, Billy Eichner? Billy Eichner. Like Billy on the street, yelling at people? He was good, though. He, he was really job. good. And and Seth Rogen as Pumbaa was freaking awesome. Yeah. He fit it. Especially when, I, I can't remember what scene was it, when he did his little Seth Rogen laugh. And they were laying oh, down like, in the grass. Yeah, <laughs> that was perfect. That was cool. I really liked uh, it. And obviously, because, like I said, they wanted to keep it as photorealistic or as real as possible, mm-hmm. since it is quote-unquote live action. That scene, when, um, spoiler alert, did we see a spoiler alert about this one? No. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> Too late, but man, if you haven't seen this one, you're not, you're not a fan, a fan of the original they come one. Come on, so you're gonna go see it or not? Screw you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that scene, how I like how I took it as a really good replacement when uh, Timon and Pumbaa do that hula scene. The way oh they, what they God, replaced yes, it with that was like I was so nervous so about it. I was like, I'm like, are we really gonna see a freaking meerkat do a hula? And yeah. like, are they gonna keep that scene? What the hell are they gonna do for this scene? And what they did was great. Oh, they took. From the Beauty and the Beast, when Lumiere is singing to Belle, like, be our guest, be our guest <laughs> that opening sign, like, be our, but right before he said guest, he just busts out and scream and run away. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. Oh, it was funny, because he was, like, doing the movement and everything. Oh, and he did the little hat thing. Yeah. Oh, but it was, I was like, yeah, I, I really, I busted out laughing. <laughs> that was perfect. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. But they butchered Rafiki for sure. And yeah, I, a scene I really wanted in there because it was just a really good 
character development story or you know to the, to the character of Simba was that scene after Rafiki takes him to the little pond or whatever to see his dad mm-hmm. and then when they're talking in the anime series where he takes his damn stick and whacks him right on yeah. top of his head he's oh, like look I would have loved to have seen that you know and then the, the, the line that he did was like ah but it still hurts ah yes the past can that's just perfect yeah but I was a little bummed they didn't do that uh, as a way how I would have you know replaced it is Rafiki him talking just and then him just grabbing a rock and just throwing at him there been a good replacement you know but uh, there's a lot of I can nitpick the shit out of this movie just because I'm just a huge fan of the original one the animated but for what it was yeah like you said entertaining it was entertaining we was it perfect? No. no did I enjoy it? sure yeah. but we got yeah. our own movie. It was, it was cool. It was so cool. We watched the animated one. So now, seeing all these different live action adaptations, how anticipate how, your level of anticipation for Mulan? I'm excited. You excited? Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I hope. From what I, the vibe I got from the trailer, how we said in the last, it'd be like an action like, epic. Yeah, like freaking crouching tiger, hidden dragon style, which is kind of dope. Hero, you know. It's not going to be like, you know what, thinking like, oh, it's not going to be a musical, I was kind of bummed, but then thinking about it, you know what, it's kind of dope. I think a lot of people will be pissed about that, because they, Mulan has some iconic songs. It does. And so, at least if they're not going to go that way, commit to it, and don't half-ass shit, like they did with fucking Be Prepared. That's true. If they're not going to do it, don't do any of them. I heard you know? it's going to be like, oh, it's gonna, the music's going to be in the background. Yeah, that that's how they should do it, as a way to just pay tribute to those songs so like as she's training you hear the make you a man song in the beat in the yeah back. see something like that I'm okay with but don't try to half ass it and just give us a shitty ass quality product like that scene would be prepared I'm gonna keep coming back to that because that really pissed me off I you wanna watch Mulan now huh I wanna rewatch Mulan now Mulan yeah I hope so you know what I mean and I'm I'm a little skeptical about the whole Mushu thing you know I don't know I just I say just leave him out. He's an iconic character. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know how to... And they, the fact that they confirmed they're going to put the cricket in there, too. <laughs> the cricket in there. I see the cricket getting run over by a cart. He's going to be okay. Gosh. But we'll see. So, anything else you want to add to the news before we no, move on? No, that's it. Okay. So, what we are here for... This put is under the world's scope. The reason why I want to put this on here because... It's bothering me. We're, we're gamers. Yeah. We love game video games, whether it be on computers, actual tablets. consoles, on tablets, phones, whatever. One of the things, and it's, it, I won't, I'm not gonna say it's been around for a long time, but it's just, be, it's been getting more prominent as of recently. And it's affecting and, everything. And that is microtransactions, and we're just gonna, we want to give you our thoughts on it, you know, and that way we can actually be. Bitch and whine about something and sound entertaining while we do this podcast. Right, but jokes all along the way. You know, microtransactions. Fucking suck. Oh man, <laughs> and it's not just any because there's some that okay, I'll accept them. They're good. They actually help the gameplay. They, they expand actually, on the game. They, but there's a bunch. But I'm saying a bunch of meaning meaningless ones. We don't need them. But people still fucking buy them or still spend their money on this. Yes, and like they're pointless. Don't understand. Like they can affect, they can change how we have microtransactions. And it changes our experiences with the games in general. So if we don't buy with the stuff we don't want, they'll see that and they'll make what we want. Yeah, or we'll and keep so, not buying it until we the thing see is what we microtra- want. The reason for microtransactions, you know, the way they were born or how they came about is they started actually way back when in mobile gaming. Yes. When video games on, you know, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Um, what is that Clash called? Clash of Clans. Cla- Clash of Clans, Battle Royale, all these really popular mobile games. That's where actually tra- microtransactions were born because in those games, like, I'm just going to say like Candy Crush. There's bonuses. Angry Birds. Angry Birds, yes. So there's like bonuses and things you can get to help you enhance your gameplay. Like, hey, you're struggling with this level. If you buy this, it'll help you beat that level. Yeah, or sometimes it'll like you can't continue playing the game because you ran out of like turns or moves. Yeah, and then you have like, to wait oh, like an hour. If you, or if you pay five bucks, we'll give you infinite lives for one hour. Yeah, you know, or infinite moves or whatever the reason. So you're pretty much giving them 
money for nothing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing people don't realize it. And so that's how they were born. That's how microtransactions came about and how they started. And the thing is, unfortunately, sadly, those made their slowly but surely made their way over to console gaming. Mm -hmm. Console gaming, PC gaming, and just actual competitive gaming. Yes. And it got to a point, and even in some a bunch of mobile gaming, they, they slowly became pay to win. Yes. You can't move forward, you can't do nothing unless you buy certain whatever it is. And a lot of these types of DLC affect how video games are made. Like a lot of times companies are like trying to make a video game, but if the producers of the game who are actually paying for the game don't see a profitability, I'm like, I can't put microtransactions in there, so I'm not going to make this. Yeah. It gets canceled. Like for example, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. That it was would have a been secret. an amazing. You saw game. the trailer at Comic Con, yeah. right? Well, not Comic Con. E three. Like I forgot what year it was. Several, a couple years back. Way like yeah. But way that back thing now. Was, and that was actually going to be an M for mature because yeah, it was going to be was, like a it was violent, suppo- bloody. You it was know, supposed to be remade, or it was supposed to be like some. I thought it was. There was a rumor that it was going to be like a Boba Fett prequel game. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. That, like that, that was yeah. supposed to be a Boba Fett game. Because you played a Bounty Hunter in this yeah. game. Yeah. Which would have been awesome. You know, imagine blowing some dudes up. Right? And you, you go down, to, blood and guts going you go down to the level where all the Bounty Hunter and like crazy shit's down there. But, yeah, I know. So it was a single player story game. And so they really couldn't put like a microtransaction. There's no online multiplayer element for they can do some kind of loot box system. Yeah. So they canceled it. Yeah, because they say they couldn't make much. They, they could have made some profit, but not capitalize on it how they want it to so that's the reason why the game got canceled mm-hmm. and it was just and it bummed out a lot of fans me one of them yeah especially and so but yeah microtransactions they have you know when they first came out we're like whatever but now it seems like they're becoming more and more prominent and it seems like there's actually no game I can think of as of lately that does not have some sort of microtransactions right and either cosmetically or game enhancing ones and and, it, and actually, when they first started, that's what it was. It was just cosmetics. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't. It wouldn't affect the game whether you could win or lose or beat the game or not without these microtransactions. It was just add-ons like, hey, by the way, only if you want, you can make a character look cooler if you with this. Yeah, by this character skin or theme. yeah. But now they're Winter like, skin. oh, by the way, if you can't beat that level unless you have this, but you gotta pay so and so amount of money. Exactly. And it's just like, ah, god damn it. And the thing is, most of the stuff that you pay these microtransactions for nowadays, well, I'm, I'm speaking more specifically in console game. My, um, in these microtransactions, they, whatever you're unlocking or buying through that purchase, you can get it in the in game. But it just takes a long, a long they make time. You make, they make you grind for it. Hours, you hours and hours and hours of gameplay. Or you could buy a, a pack that gives you like double XP or f- triple XP for the next 40 matches. Yeah, and then and then once and let's say that pack would cost you 50 bucks. And that's 50 bucks that you just pretty much wasted because within the next 40 matches, that's it. You're done. And then you spend 40 bucks for nothing. 40, 50 bucks for whatever reason. And uh, I, one of the main things I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example because I actually this happened to me. I fell victim to this mm-hmm. uh, in mobile gaming. Um, there's a racing game. Uh, I'm sorry, not a racing game. A shooting game I played. It was back in the day. I it was a, like a sniper game. Okay. And some of these missions, yeah, as you leveled up and con- you know kept beating the game, some of these levels got really stupid ridiculous. And you have to grind and grind and grind to get in-game cash. And once you build up, save up enough cash, you can keep, you know, buy new weapons, stuff like that yeah. in the game. But it got to the point where some of the missions got stupid, ridiculously hard, where you need a certain weapon. So let's say on a mission you get $10,000 for whatever the mission was. But to buy a certain weapon, it costs you $20 million. And you need that weapon specifically for the next mission. So without that weapon, you can't move forward. So that means you can't do anything anymore. Until so you, you can buy a special type of currency to get that weapon besides the currency you get from in-game. Yeah, you actually have to spend real-life currency oh so you can God. get currency in the game. To get so imagine game cheaper. And, and the thing is, it was expensive. You know, like for, in, for $1 million in-game dollars, you have to spend 40 actual dollars. 
And I'm like, and so let's say a weapon costs. Spend money for fake money. Exactly. And, you know, what I feel hell? victim to it. Not, I'm not going to say that that's how much I spent. I'm just saying, in that game, that's what I did. I, I paid actual money for in-game content and for a game that I, I actually don't even play anymore. That's why Rockstar is making all their money right now with the Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. You spend money on the shark. You get money in the game where you can buy the cars. Shark, the shark cards, right? The shark cards. Yeah, I heard. And, and it's for like things that for you to spend in the game. So you can buy cars, you can buy an apartment, and you can buy guns and go crazy. And people are spending they, money. And Rockstar money on just this. released their latest uh, free DLC that opens up a casino in LA. And you can go inside and gamble. And you can spend and money. Can spend real <laughs> yeah. money. Real money. To real gamble. money to gamble in a game. Yeah. Wow. See, and then it, the thing is, the what has made these microtransactions more prominent is actually even our fault, like us as gamers. Because we're buying it. We're, we're buying it. Money. So they're like, "Hey, this is working. Let's keep doing it." You know, why not? But the thing is, what's also what has pushed developers to push these microtransactions in the games is. Uh, a lot of uh, people who've been pirating games, yeah. You know, because developers spend millions, millions of dollars, dollars like, making a game. So almost from, like spending money on an, making a film, yeah, live action it's film. Cost them millions, not just a couple millions. Sometimes triple, tens of millions, like triple A video games, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, I actually just read this recently. You know how much they spent just to make Destiny? How much? About five hundred million. God damn. That's one of the most expensive games actually ever made. Imagine that. And Bungie million. finally got separated from EA, right? Yeah. So they're going to like, like Destiny 3 is going to be their own own thing. Hopefully. And so, and so developers have to find a way to make this money back. Because the 500 is not just what it costs just for the game alone. It's just that's the total because they have to spend money on marketing, spend money on the merchandising, all the stuff, promotion, everything. everything. So, that's about, yeah, the total cost. And the thing is, just 10 years ago when you bought a brand new game, it was 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, it's still the same price. If you adjust it for inflation, actually, games have gotten cheaper. So, they can't just, they can't, so, like Destiny, that they spent all this money to make this game. There's no way they're going to make all that money back just from sales alone of the game. For sixty dollars exactly. a copy, and so they have to find. They have taken this route of microtransactions as an alternate way to milk the money back, milk more money from the players, such as Fortnite, who's made their money back in full, but they it's a free game anyway. Yeah, and that's that. That's a perfect example of the king of microtransactions. <laughs> Fortnite. Oh my God, this game has made money, millions. Oh it, my God, it's a phenomenon for sure. My son loves this game. And these people, like kids, take their parents' cards just to oh buy character my skins. God. My son tried. He almost did, but I'm like, no. These there's are all just no cosmetics. Way. Doesn't affect the game at all. I'm going to spend no damn $200 just so your character can look a certain way. <laughs> right? No. No freaking way. And it's just like the their in-game currency, I believe it's called V-Bucks. V-Bucks? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. These fucking V-Bucks, I believe for like 10... Ten or a hundred thousand V bucks is actual a hundred dollars, and something in the game like you buy two, three items in the game, that's all your V bucks gone. I've so seen you spend it. Spent like, like fifty bucks on a like fucking costume. Yeah, it is nuts. And the thing is, people are paying this out of their pockets. I remember one of my coworkers told me that um, uh, their son was asking for something for Fortnite, and my my coworker said, "Oh, here, just take my card, use it, buy what you need." My coworker told me that. He had to stop his kid from playing because he he wasn't paying attention. You know, he was like whatever. He didn't think much of it. He spent almost seven hundred dollars in Fortnite for in-game content, and it was just like weapons and just skins and like little tiny add-ons that don't even matter. All cosmetic shit. And my and my friend, my coworker was like, "What the hell did you spend all this money on?" And he showed him. Oh, it's because I this this new skin, this 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 and then that. And like, and my coworkers was like, so oh what happens God. if that game gets deleted? Oh, I lose everything. What? You know, it's just these. It's just ridiculous because 
in games like that, I understand, you know, free and when it's a free game or free to download and stuff like that, I understand they gotta find a way to make the money back. So I understand for them, but yeah. like games like I'm talking about AAA games like Halo, uh, Call of Duty games, all these games that we pay money to buy, buy the actual game. There's no need for all these microtransactions. You know, I'm okay if they have like add-ons stuff like that, mm-hmm. like you know. Mortal Kombat, like, they have those season passes and all that stuff. But the DLC characters, yeah. Yeah, but it's understandable. It's for DLC characters. You want you want to play as a new character, yeah, you got to pay for it. Yeah, you know, It's, it's kind of bummed me out that it has come to that, but I understand why. You know, there's, there's, there's no way any game would make their money back from just, what, 60 bucks a copy. That's very no true way. nowadays. And but, it's probably getting even cheaper because it's going to be digital only soon. Oh, shit. So I so, think most likely, you know, with a stadia and, and like you say, oh, everything's gonna be digital now. It's, I think that's why they want to go more digital for they don't want to spend that much money on paying for physical disc copies. Yeah, because it's gonna save a lot of money. Yeah, way. the promotions and uh, merchandising they don't have to do all of that posters. Now I also read online promotional like, things. GameStop want to become like an esports place. They want to run more tournaments and they want people to come and hang out there. Huh. Well, they gotta find a way to like be able to promote that yeah. in a successful way because GameStop has been dying. I was thinking they should like shut down like it's gonna suck, but like I would say minimize the stores and open up like GameStop centers, like bigger places okay. where it could be half a store and half like an esports stage. Oh, so okay. they have like an esports area where they can have gaming tournaments and that. Mini- minimize their real estate. Yeah. And then the other side of the store will be the store. Huh. Like mm. all the geeky stuff they want to sell. Yeah. And I know as of lately, I've seen more, the rise of more and more of that. Like collectibles, mm-hmm. exactly. GameStop exclusive, Funko Pops, But if they, real, hats, if they minimize the, uh, like the stores that are freaking tiny and then try to get like venues that are huge, they could like definitely... Or expand current stores that are actually making money. Yeah. You know, because I know there's a lot of GameStops that I walked into, they're empty. Whereas as far as, and I mean empty not as in they don't have stuff there. It's empty as in there's not one person there. And it's just the attendant just standing there by themselves in like an empty store. You know. <clears throat> so I could see that. So if they go with the eSports route, that would help them out. But uh, they, they really have to plan it out good. That's what I was thinking. Just open up venues like GameSport lounge, GameStop lounges. Mm, that'd be kind of cool though but you just gotta hope it's successful and they gotta be able to promote the shit out of that and if they take my idea I just want a free pass <laughs> <laughs> free membership free membership um, but no yeah microdonized actions no that's the reason for us how I think this that's what they suck because you know they expect you to spend all this money and sometimes it gets to a point where you can't do anything in the game unless you spend a certain amount of money you can't enjoy the experience of the video game Oh, you need this, or you need that, mm-hmm. or you you're not al- you can't access so and so part of the game because you haven't paid for so and so pass or right, whatever. Like, yeah, you know you um there's like certain missions in the game. Oh, but you need cer- so certain certain requirements or certain so and so skins or weapons. You or can't go, access this area without go that. grind for like three four hours and then come back. Mm, nah, sometimes even more than that. Sometimes way. No, the um a perfect example. For, another example for me. Is uh, one of my favorite games that I'm currently playing is uh, Ghost Recon The Wildlands. Mm-hmm. You know, the new one, which is Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the exact same exact same way. But um, they do have microtransactions, but they make up for it because they have good DLC content. Yeah, it's like story DLC. Yeah. And the thing it's is. the best kind of DLC. And the thing is, uh, they don't. And it's not DLC you pay for, it's actually free DLC. So that expands the gameplay of the game. And the story. Yeah. And like all their microtransactions for the majority is all cosmetic. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't have to buy it, but it's there if you want it. But if you want it, yeah, you have to pay a price. But that's the kind of, that's just pretty much the only kind of microtransactions I actually like. Or that I'm, I believe it's okay to have in a game that you don't have to buy. You don't have to make it to the point where you need it in order for the game to to be able to enjoy the game fully and so and which was sucks yeah my for me like um my for my experience is gears of war 4 
Okay. So with the character skins, they have like a loot, like a loot boxing system. So you have to like spend money on like their in-game currency after each match. Yeah. Which is gold coins to get a box, and in this box is weapon skins, sometimes character skins. But my favorite character was uh, Griffin from Gears of War Three. Yeah. And he was in Gears of War Four, but it's only a special pack, so it's not he's not in the loot box system. Yeah. You have to spend fifteen bucks just to get one character. Wow. I was just like, wow. And there's like no way, there's no other way to get them. You can't like grind and craft. I, I, I miss the days when you can like, you know, grind and get achievements and if you reach a certain amount of achievements, you unlock shit. Like, I perfect those. example, like like Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh-huh. Unlocking the characters is the same way. You start off with like the original, original yeah. Smash Brothers characters. And then as you do the classic mode or the story mode, you unlock yeah, the them as you play them. Yeah. yeah, see, that's cool. You know, you don't have to. But obviously, I know they're going to do that with the upcoming characters, which are the DLC ones. Yes. But you have to pay I them. got the fighter pass, so I'm going to get them all. I can't wait. How much is the fighter pass for that? 24. 24. 24. That's 24. not too bad. Because yeah. it's not just the fighters themselves. It's, it's a, other that stuff. and a stage. And, and a song. I think, I believe, skins as well for the current characters. Right? Yeah. See? So, you know, they make it worth it. You know, you don't have to get it. But if you want it, there you go. I just can't wait for Banjo. Banjo-Kazooie? Banjo-Kazooie. Hmm. The gameplay looks fun, too. Right. But, no, yeah, so, yeah, microtransactions, you know, I think they're slowly but surely they're uh, declining the the quality of games now. They are. You know, a lot of games gameplay. don't get made. I think it's, and it's going to get to a point where, you know, just, fa- just gamers are like us, we're just going to get to a point where we're not even going to bother buying games. And that's going to lead to... An eventual crash in the gaming world, yeah. you know. And there's a lot, like a lot of indie game developers that are kind of keeping the industry alive, but uh, you know it won't it's let just, it crash it that bad. But we're definitely this crash in video games. There'll be a huge gonna, like moment where like not a lot of good games are out. Yeah, and we're all gonna be bored. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just like ugh. And also like in politics, I remember EA was in court talking about loot crates to Congress, I believe. Really? Yeah, so they were trying to explain the mechanics, and they were mentioning it. Like, the big uh, headline in the story was that they were calling it surprise mechanics that to justify a loot crates in that, as not gambling. That's what... That's yeah. their bullshit term they use. Yes. Wow. Nah, it's just... You know, I hope, you know, developers actually, you know, kind of, you know... What's the word I'm looking for? Well, the developers are studios. It was the same thing. They're the ones who are making the games. But they that they don't, you know, see this as the future of gaming. That they don't really try to put this too much. Because, you don't in triple in the AAA games, like the big titles, yeah. big releases, um, all of them have microtransactions, yes. But not all of them require you to purchase these micro- microtransactions. And, you know, so far the way it is right now... It's okay. It's just hopefully it doesn't worse to get worse as time goes on. Hmm. But but from what we we are looking at, I fear it's gonna go that way. That's it's true. just gonna get worse and worse and worse. And so um, one of the things that um, uh, um, in mobile gaming that's never gonna change. Microtransactions is gonna be a big thing. Yeah, especially with the I think with my experience with mobile with Super Mario Run. Oh yeah. You can only do like the first yeah, like that. two worlds and then if you want the rest you have to pay. Yeah. And it was expensive. <laughs> Ten bucks I think. Ten bucks per world? Yeah. And then also, uh what was the other thing? Because uh, you pay for the worlds and you pay for skins too. Yeah. And then like bonuses and whatnot and stuff like that. And more coins and whatnot. And they did the same thing with or I'm pretty sure they're gonna do the same thing because they're releasing the Super Mario Kart Mobile as well. Oh, I heard about that. I and think uh, Dr. Mario came out. Have you played that one? No. It's pretty fun. Is it the same though? No. It's not the same. I thought it would be like a Tetris style where you could like drag it. Oh. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the, the Mario Kart Mobile is gonna be like that. that. I can't wait for that one. That was gonna be kind of cool. Yeah, but... How how much will you be able to enjoy it though? If it's gonna be one of those, oh, you want to move on to the next, you gotta pay for this. You want that character, you gotta pay for that. Well, hopefully, you want are, this card. Well, you gotta now pay for that, that it's becoming more like a hot topic in politics, maybe they won't go too hard in that route. Eh, it hasn't stopped mobile games. That's so, true. It, ha- and it hasn't slowed down. <laughs> um, like a perfect 
like I'm gonna tell you actually it's a game I'm currently playing but I only play it you know just kind of as a, as a pastime it's not, I'm not really trying to beat it or trying to get better at it because same thing it's pay to win pay or um, not pay to play but um, pay to, to win. get better you do have to pay or like buy certain things and it's, it's, a, it's a racing game. game it's a racing game um, um. And what it is like if you they uh, they actually had some licensed um, uh, product in it, which is uh, the Fast and the Furious packs or whatever. They can afford the game, huh? Just afford it, No, uh, it's called CSR Two. Oh. Yeah, it, it's 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 just about drag racing. You okay. know, I've always been a fan of drag yeah. racing games and whatnot ever since Need for Speed Underground. I uh, can't wait for that new the one. The new one. Oh, oh, dude, I want to see more about it. But um, it's like Midnight Club Three. I didn't like that one. That one was fun. Yeah. That was more of an arcade game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so CSR 2, they had, like, Fast and the Furious packs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in order to play in the Fast and the Furious uh, levels, you have to have the Fast and the Furious cars. Mm-hmm. And these cars, like, this literally, like, the Fast and the Furious cars, you know, they had, like, um, Toretto's? Toretto's car, uh, the Eclipse from the first part. Oh, okay. All, like, all these, like, the popular cars from these games, uh, from the movies, but each one cost you $25. You have real to pay money? Real money. Like, real, what? real. You can like, earn it? No. Oh, no. my God. Like, to even, because it's separated, like, in uh you can either do regular racing, stuff like that, but if, to play the actual races, because even the levels were based off the movies. There's, uh, they did, they had for, they had the, can't, whatever fucking part was it when, remember, the, when Toretto goes back, and they're, like, in, like, some, like, ice location where there's a submarine, they made a level out of it where you hmm. race up and down the the lanes, oh, the lanes of the submarine. So while you're racing, cool. you see the submarine in the background. And they had um, that car that Toretto uses with the EMP in the mm-hmm. back. You can unlock that car and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, it's $25 to get the vehicle. Oh my but God. that's not the, the worst of it. The thing is, uh, for the car, in order to each, let's say, the Fast and the Furious levels it's uh, or, or the package comes with 50 races and you know as the as you race 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 you do you get in-game money stuff like that and you can use the in-game money to upgrade your car okay the up is in the upgrade uh tiers are separated into seven parts Hmm. and you gotta upgrade each part six times to be the car fully maxed out but each freaking upgrade costs you thousands, thousands of dollars. Oh, shit. It got to the point where it costs you millions to upgrade the car. Holy crap. But per race, when you win, you only get about between seven to ten to $12,000. So imagine how many races you have to complete to get even just one million. And there's like, and it'll get to the point where some upgrade parts cost you 25, 50, 60, 70 million to upgrade one what part. What the fuck? And you have to spend actual real life money if you want to. That's like, like insane. No, yeah, so like even if you get, you paid $25 for one of these cars, you still gotta spend more money, like real life money, to get in game cash to upgrade the car. Oh so you God. can actually compete in these races. Because or play until you're 30. They're ridiculously difficult levels. You know, to beat, and so I was like, "Fuck that!" So I'm like, so I only play it now because uh, you can still unlock some cool cars and stuff. You don't get all the special ones, but mm-hmm. I'm like, "Fuck that!" And so, and like, uh, I believe I I looked on the price one time for one million in-game dollars, you have to pay a hundred real life dollars. Oh god! And so imagine a part to, of your car to upgrade costs you five, six, seven million. That's five, six, seven hundred dollar real life dollars you have to spend Damn. for one part. Have you ever bought microtransaction by accident before? Yes. Oh my god. And the thing is, they don't do. It's like they don't do like fi- they all do sales final. Yeah, all sales are final. Oh my. What game was it? I don't remember either. But I remember just looking. I was like, oh, what does it look like? I was like scrolling up, and my finger was on the button as I scrolled and you up. Clicked on it and, accident. and it purchased the coins. I was like, no. And I, I spent didn't my. Uh, and the thing is, the way I have sometimes my game set up, it's mostly on mobile gaming. Um, the I've done that with Xbox up, before. Where if you touch it once, it's like one touch confirm. Oh so it doesn't go to God. like, are you sure you want to buy it? It, it, it goes to automatic purchase. Yeah, it's like automatic. Like, oh, you just purchased it. Like, what? No, I don't uh-huh. want that. 
I've done that many times on my Xbox. I would click us uh, like I would click on the game, and then there's like for 360 games, you had to click on it to see the price. And so I would click on it, and nothing would happen. So I would click on it again. Oh, and it go and right then through. It would go right through. It would be like, oh, you want to buy it? And I would go, like, oh, click it like, come on, like click it three times. And it'll, and be, like, you, it'll go to the receipt, and it'll go to OK, and then confirm. And I'm like clicking it more times, like fuck, and I can't stop because all the clicks went through. Oh, that like, sucks. Yeah. So yeah, mobile gaming. I accidentally spent, what, I can't remember what game was anymore. This is a while back ago. I took off all my credit card information and everything from my mobile device. That I feel way, like that I always do happen. that to my Xbox. That <laughs> went, <clears throat> so that won't happen. So I think it was like 60, 70 bucks one time I spent on some kind of add-on that wasn't even that good to begin oh with. Oh my God. But no, yeah, it's just mobile transactions. Microtransactions is just, it's just like a cancer on the freaking gaming society, and it just and it uh it just ruins the gaming experience overall, mm-hmm. and it's just it's not gonna stop unfortunately, and like the only way we, it can actually stop is like if we actually you know bitch and moan long enough and you know developers will actually listen but and answer with your money because if you don't buy it they won't make it exactly and the thing is the best way I guess for us to show that we don't want these things. If we see a good a game that we really want, that we really are anticipating, support it. Actually, go out and buy it. Don't freaking what is that like? A lot. What a lot of gamers do that I know of is the whole game sharing thing. Yeah. And so, and that affects sales. You know, you get a game, you didn't pay for it, you got it for free, but it originally cost sixty, sixty-five dollars, whatever. And game sharing that affects the industry a lot. If you really want a game. Spend those sixty bucks on right. We're all the people who are like celebrating. Oh, like Avengers made a like the worldwide box office. Yeah. Where other people are like, oh, the next Spider-Man game made the worldwide box office. Yeah. Like you know, to you, yeah, um, as gamers, we have to support these developers so they can know what we want, what we like, what and we they don't can like. Make some good quality and they, games. Yes, and it'll make it'll make a, it'll make us be okay with spending this money on it. And developers will see that, hey, by doing good quality products, we don't got to spend all this money on microtransactions because developers, they have to make the money back. Yeah, that's you know, true. They're spending tens, hundreds of, do- hundreds of millions of dollars making a game for us. Well, they got to make the money back somehow. They got to have a livelihood too. And because the fact that not everybody purchases the game, like I just mentioned, game sharing, illegal downloads, all this stuff, that well, affects... Yeah, pirating games is a yeah, huge that thing is too. A huge thing. By doing all of that, it affects their um their income their money back mm-hmm. you know so they they have to put unfortunately they have to turn to the route of microtransactions to so they can get you know, something back yeah and that way they can keep making games but you know us bitching and moaning about microtransactions won't change unless we actually support yeah the, but the best kind of microtransactions are like story DLCs yeah that expand on the game but, like this like The Witcher yeah, there you go. Those same thing. How they didn't go Street on the Wildlands? All oh, those extra side missions that you can yeah. get. Yeah, oh, my God, those were so freaking awesome. And the thing is, those were free, which made it even better. No, the the Witcher ones were like I think they're like ten bucks each. Okay. But they were so worth it because it was a huge, huge chunk of a story. It was just like a little one mission, whatever. Yeah. Like. No, it was actually like it had like a little beginning, middle, and end. Okay, I think uh, in Ghost Recon they had I want to say three of those. Uh, but they were like 20 bucks a piece yeah but they were totally worth it though because they were like it expanded on the actual story map it actually opened unlocked other locations where there was nothing because there's like chunks of the land chunks of the land that were just empty like there was a you can yeah explore around in it but there was nothing to do so they used those when you bought these expansions they added on to those chunks of maps so now there's full of people full of missions things for you to do Oh, shit. So it was fun. It was really fun. But, you know, as a gamer, the best advice I can give to other gamers, if there's a game you actually really like, you want to play and stuff like that, instead of... Buy it. Oh, I'm going to wait for my friend to buy it or wait for my friend to freaking, you know, get it. And I'll just get it from him and do game sharing. Mm-hmm. Actually, go out and buy it. And, Don't um, torrent it. You no. Know, hell no. Don't. That's the worst thing anybody could do. Right? Because you yeah, FBI knocking on your door. Exactly. And then also... When you try and play this, these torrented games online, your ass banned anyway. That's true. They could break your Xbox or something. Yeah. And then you're screwed either way. Mm-hmm. Can't play the game anymore or online. Yeah, because so. then they'll put that on your IP address too. And all you got to do is just take 60, 65 bucks, 
go buy the game and boom, Save that's up. all you gotta do. Because mm-hmm. even these game developers, when you spend sixty dollars on sixty bucks on a game, they don't get those full sixty bucks. No, because they have to go through people who are hosting the game, like Microsoft, who's hosting the game to sell GameStop or whatever. They gotta take a percentage of that money. Mm-hmm. So they'll be lucky to even get half of those sixty bucks. Yeah. So. Go out there, buy those games, and we won't have these microtransaction problems. But until gamers learn that, we're stuck here. Unfortunately. Very sadly. true. So, give us your thoughts. What do you, you What do you think about microtransactions? Do you agree with us? Do you not yeah. agree with us? Do you remember what games were canceled because DLC couldn't be added? Let us know. Have you had any microtransaction horror stories? Oh my god, have you seen the <laughs> bill on some of mine? So bad. So, thank you for joining us on another episode of Broscope, and we will definitely see you on the next one. Peace.